is awesome. Welcome to this week's edition of Everything is Awesome. I'm your host, Kev. And for those of you that are new to the podcast, this is the show where we talk to awesome people about awesome things, whether it's what they do or things they just find interesting and awesome. Uh, this week's guest is a uh, very important person in my life who is licking a microphone. I think you can hear it. I think if you listen back, you can hear it. I'm a very special person in your life. Uh, he's a very special person in my life uh, and would have originally been the uh, first guest on this podcast. Um, had timing and uh, weddings not gotten in the way and and, and pre- uh, preparation for the wedding, really. Damn it, Rihanna. Uh, yeah, damn you, ruining my friendship! <laughs> I just peaked. Uh, anyway, so uh, he is, uh, you know, my my best friend in the entire world um, and also someone who, like, we, you know, work together in, in, a, in a small fashion as far as, like, the our outside interest that we want to be our paying gigs is what we do together uh from writing to uh filming to uh entertainments in general um is is like our business and uh you know without further ado the master of words the creator of worlds i like that one <laughs> creator of worlds michael d'angelo welcome to everything is awesome hi everybody so uh <laughs> That's the way I introduce myself. <laughs> That's the show. Hi, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Uh, Bye, everybody. For those of you that uh, know my podcasting career, you you also know Mike then because uh, we've host. He's been on Happy Hour. He's been uh, the the co-host of That's Entertainment, uh, the original oh, the unofficial Once Upon a Time podcast. Uh, we briefly did Lost in the Past, I believe, is what we called our Lost podcast that we did for fifteen minutes at a time it was a very i think we did six shows it was like a rewatch of lost yeah uh so those of you that that know my world of um podcasting and even uh our main business model now which is that entertains.com you guys know mike too um for those of you that don't know mike uh well he as we said he is uh, a creator of worlds um the the conversation will kind of gear towards towards that more so than that's entertainment towards uh his writing uh and and tellist and and how he got into all that because it's a busy month but also because we are such good friends we are going to go on wild tangents for sure uh as we were ought to do (laughs) which if you've been listening thus far this is going to likely be episode five uh and six uh if we if we go two hours we'll be two-parters uh and uh much like everything is awesome in general which just goes on wild tangents this will be uh no different but probably even more so it'll be worse (laughs) and i have uh uh, pure gold and you know how it's pure gold because the folder says so. it does. I, I don't think. I mean, the gold, the the gold kind of looks orange. Yeah, so yeah. maybe not pure. It, it's but, an orange folder. It's but, maybe faux gold. You know. And uh, tangent. Uh, you know um, how like they sell diamonds in uh, like different clarities and stuff. Sure. So I just saw a commercial. I think for the chocolate diamond. Oh yeah, yeah. They've been around for a little bit. So, but. In my mind, are they just? This is my thought process. Are they just selling really dirty, unclear, unclear diamonds at a high price and calling it chocolate? I don't believe so. I think they're trying to sell it to ethnic groups. Oh, that's personally what I think about it, and I don't mean that to be racist. 
which kind of makes it racist. <laughs> but I like to me, I'm like just looking at it, I'm like, that doesn't look nice. That looks like a dirty diamond. Yeah. I mean, you get a diamond in, in my mind, and I don't think any of the colored diamonds are especially attractive. I think you get a diamond because it's got like that kind of clear shine. Yeah, it's it's got like a cleanliness to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the I mean, I don't think it's just because it's a brown diamond. I think if it's if it's brown, if it's yellow, if it's red, red blood diamonds. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it can be a green diamond. It can be a blue diamond. Like none, none of them, none of them look good. I uh, yeah, and and it's amazing. Uh, We're last... not going to get any sponsors from diamond companies, just so you know. Uh, it's amazing the difference between like a thousand dollar one carat ring and like a two thousand dollar. Like you see that clarity difference. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's weird. Uh, not weird. It's just uh, interesting. We'll say awesome, if you yeah. will. Uh, anyway, so uh, let's uh, before we go on more tangents, let's kind of start from uh, the beginning. Obviously, uh, I would you know aside from uh, IT guy, uh, I, I I would call you a writer first and foremost. Probably uh, at one point it may have been actor, which we can get into later. At one point it may have been uh, wrestler. wrestler. Um, but definitely, uh, by, you know, in, in our thirties, I think you finally have formed, uh, the identity of writer. Yeah. Uh, it might not be a good writer. I think you're an excellent writer. Well, I, appreciate that. I, I, uh, though I tend to only fully read the short stories. It's, it's a big commitment <laughs> and, when you read my but, stuff. Like, and is that like, it's, it's mainly because like, I know the story. Like, so I don't know all the details because I don't read. <laughs> read the book i own all three paperbacks Mm -hmm. and i don't necessarily know all the intricate details that i actually need to go and read sorry i don't really know them either that's that's the nice thing about having the stories on my computer i can just do a control f and find all that stuff uh but uh i do like i know the world so well because i've been a part of it from almost the beginning of of telus that is um but let's you might have like a three month delay yeah yeah (laughs) well i remember when when i remember the the formation of telus but let's go before we get that let's just go a little bit further back and like when did or maybe telus was the point when did writing become like a thing for you like i i enjoy writing stories or i enjoy writing in general so all right so what happened was and i i found these things when i moved into the, the house that i'm living in now um i inherited it from my dad after he passed away and uh we had a bunch of stuff from like first, second, and third grade. And apparently, I really liked that stuff back then. I'm going to talk into the microphone. Yeah. Um, apparently, I really liked that stuff even way back then. I had like uh, stories where I would write from a shark's point of view and stuff like that. Okay. I didn't realize that I liked writing back then. It wasn't probably until like 17 when I started writing a, a character for uh, a video game, uh, Baldur's Gate. Um, wait, wait, that, were you- you were seventeen then. That's how old you were. I was seventeen when I started writing it. I feel like we. I feel like it was earlier. Almost. Yeah, I mean, I, I always came up with like stories and stuff, but I never stuck with it. Like, I games were always like the first thing that like, like came yeah. to my mind. So, like, I would make games are like your entry point into the world of storytelling. Yeah. So, I mean, I was making you know like little maps and stuff for like make believe games that never went anywhere so it was like all these projects that i had never really had any substance and, to them and we even i kind of remember speaking of making maps uh and i don't think this was with the D club that failed in village park or charles bain charles that, bain it was charles bain uh i think this was just something else and i don't even know if it was you and i but it was um graph paper that we literally made like maps on like mm-hmm. rooms and stuff and i don't know if that was necessarily for D because i don't remember ever playing D, but two times in my life we made when when we were doing the stuff with the graph paper that was like a very light version of D. and wasn't that like 
to move, we would hold the pencil with our our finger that was a different and flick game. it. Was that was that? a different game. That was a Star Wars esque game where you had a planet on each side of the paper. Okay. And you had like three like Tie Fighter looking things, and okay. you would move them by putting your finger on the top of a pencil and basically like pushing down on it. But oh, you okay. couldn't. It wasn't like you were drawing. It was yeah. you were just letting gravity kind of take yeah, yeah, its. Yeah. And then you know we we played it where like if you shot the other person's like the wing off yeah, of the yeah, Tie yeah. Fighter, it would. It couldn't fly that way anymore, but you had to hit it like dead center to actually blow it up. Okay. Yeah, I, we played a lot of dopey games. Yes, but I, I I maintain that if we found a way to make it work on like an iPad, we'd make millions. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, simplicity is what sells on I, on iOS and, and Android and mobile yeah. games. Uh, so, go, all right, back to the writing. So, uh, yeah, 17. 17. When I, I was writing for just a profile. You know what it was? I was waiting. I knew that in Baldur's Gate 2... You could write a profile for your character and have like custom pictures and yeah. even custom voices. No, you could, do, you could do custom pictures and voices. Um, we, I I actually had that in the first Baldur's Gate for for all of us. Um, like I got like a like our MySpace pictures or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, and I knew that the second one was coming out, and I knew that you could do a profile and everything. So I started writing a a, a character profile for the guy, and it ended up being like two pages, and um. It was right after a, a math test, and mm. our classes were ninety minutes long. And yeah. I took my math tests in like fifteen minutes. Like I, I'm not one of those people who goes back and checks my work. Yeah, yeah. I, I just go with instinct. If, if my first answer is the one that I pick, that's the one that I go for. So for like seventy minutes per class during those times, I was just sitting around doing nothing. So I started writing, and two pages became seventy. Seventy pages became three hundred and sixty-five. And then after fifteen years, that one book kind of transformed into eight books and I'm on the ninth, 10th and 11th right now. So that original story. That's the one that we don't speak. (laughs) That's the one that one day we're doing a a parody podcast play. Have you still have that? Oh, it's on my desk at work. The, the, the original one, the original cross. I, I mean, I look back at, Bindings of Fate, and I'm a little sketchy on that. I can only imagine how bad Crossroads uh, is. Bindings of Fate. Uh, the only thing I can even remember is I know I remember reading the the first draft or maybe the second draft. Like mm-hmm. I didn't read the the paperback or e form. It was like a printed out version you gave me. I remember the first couple chapters. Well, you remember the most famous line, right? Is it uh, your dick? No. Uh, no, no. I think that I think I took that out. That's uh, probably that was Crossroads. in Crossroads. Yeah. No, the most famous line in. Bindings of Fate is stop the carriage. I know that wolf. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. is going to go on shirts. Yes, I think it has to. I've been told that even if like I I make like a second edition of Bindings of Fate, like with like it cleaned up a little bit because my my writing has evolved yes. in fifteen and years. Obviously, um, I'm not allowed to take that that line out. No, that's I do like that line now that you say it. And I, the only thing I remember about the the as is novel of Bindings of Fate is that the reading it in the, the printed out version, it took me a while to, cause that's like probably the only book I've read fully a hundred percent, but yeah. not in final format and whatever format it, it was like originally. I remember it taking me a couple days to get through the first couple chapters and then eventually yeah. it, it hits a, a beat that just keeps rolling. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing that I need to edit for because it really should kind of hook you right off the bat. Mm. Um, and I think part of the issue is there's so much time in that story where chaos is just on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've learned from that. Like, uh, so, uh, this month is the uh, NaNoWriMo. It's National which, Novel Writing Month. Which you are crushing, and I have been... <laughs> I blame part, partial sickness and writing a comic for not having 
for having zero words. Well, right here's now. what I what I what I look at. We talked we talked about this beforehand, and we said that you were going to do like a mini one. Yeah, and I, I think if you're counting the writing that you've done for the comic, you're probably on a roll. Yeah, well, and well, well there's people who later. do comics for NaNoWriMo. Oh, really? Yeah, like that's they'll write out like the, like a graphic novel or something. Yeah, that's like cool. That. Um, it's but, it's interesting uh, seeing different ways. I, I was reading. Um, I have the uh, Dark Knight Returns uh, mm-hmm. in my book bag. And um, I just was flipping through it today just to like, because I, I questioned myself a lot writing the comic. Like, am I doing the panels right? Like, is there enough panels? Or like, I don't think there's really a set way to do it necessarily. Like, it's just a, your, your writer's intuition. Yeah, there's certain things like when I was doing research that it's like, it's very apparent. Like, if it's like a dream sequence, it's in white, I guess, these days. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I, see, I, I don't make any of those notes. Yeah. Um, in fact, mine, and you'll see it when you read it, is like very... Um, more more dialogue heavy and little direction because for me like the director the artist is the director yeah a, well, in this it, case it, it, our artist in question if if he agrees um he would be able to make fucking you know gold out yeah. of straw so there is like anything that i thought was important uh that i wanted a specific way is what i described other than that like i kind of leave it up to the artist's discretion um but like so i questioned myself a lot so i was flipping through uh the dark knight returns and like seeing i was like wow there's a lot of panels on each page here and that's just frank miller's way yeah and then like looking at the end of the the, the book that he has they have a sample of his uh, script for the fourth um book in the series and it's it's weird seeing because they basically wrote like a maybe three pages per act of just description and it said like act one takes place between pages one and twelve yeah you do that a little bit and I like can see like that that to me is just a weird like i don't know that's either a frank miller way or maybe that's the way you did it in the 80s i what i researched was not necessarily the marvel way because i couldn't find the marvel way online but i found um the i think it was either idw or dynamite had like an example of how to write a comic book script and that's kind of what i went off of so uh and i and i did my own flavor to it it's very like loose writing as far as like eh, what you know maybe there's some bars here or maybe there's not you know you, it's very like me talking to the artist yeah. in the description and Shooting then just the writing shit. yeah and then writing the dialogue which to me i'm and that's like uh, my writing is is very dialogue heavy. I'm more of like a, the Kevin Smith school of of writing, where I, I like dialogue, not action. Yeah. Um. Anyway, back to. So so Nanorimo. Na- yeah. Um. I'll keep us on track. Well, no, no. Yeah. We'll we'll leave the track, and I'll find the flashlight that leads <laughs> yeah, us back. Um. So Nanorimo is like a challenge for writers to basically try and write fifty thousand words or more in one month. Um, it's basically a lot of people, they'll say that they want to write a book and, uh, and they never really get around to it. Um, writing was the first thing that like I ever really completed like anything. Like I said, all those video game projects and stuff like that, they, they were just kind of like flights of fancy that I really wasn't prepared to finish. Like I didn't have the, I didn't have the know-how first off. I didn't have the programs, uh, the necessary expertise, but the nice thing about writing is as long as you have a a pencil and and a, you know, and a piece of paper you can write. Um, so it's just committing to the idea of actually reaching the end. And, and that uh, kind of goes in line with like um, Kevin Smith is a, like a big proponent of like grab a microphone, grab your phone and just record, tell a story because anyone that's your voice is what you have and it's unique. And, mm-hmm. and, and I actually, uh, if you go to that entertains.com, uh, it's still like at near the top because I haven't done much for the for the site lately. But there's um I did I did a post about 
the National Writing Month. Yeah, I saw that. And, um, you know, I, I talk about how I, I implore everyone to do it uh, because every it's just like podcasting or just like, you know, it's, everyone has a story to tell. I don't yeah, care who you are. Absolutely. And it is, it is something that like, you know, I wouldn't call it dying art, but I mean, it kind of is, you know, with, with novels going the way of ebook and stuff. And it kind of, for me, looking at an ebook, it, it, it kind of almost like it dumbs it down. Um, I guess you can look at it in that a way, way. But not, it, not all ebooks. Yeah. But because I prefer like, not like, for instance, that's where you make your money is in the ebook world because you're a self publisher. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't <laughs> say I make money. <laughs> but like over your print books. But you know what? Uh, and here's, here's an interesting way to look at things. Um, I'm also you know, old school. I like to hold. Something. Well, 25 years ago, the only way that you could write was on a piece of paper or with a pencil. Hmm. Maybe you were lucky enough to have a typewriter or a word processor. Now, like most of the people who are writing, they're writing everything on a computer. That was, you know, like people probably felt the same way that you feel about eBooks and everything 25 years ago about writing books. Like what a bastard writing on a typewriter, you know, what, what are you dictating a letter to your mother from the (laughs) army? Come on. Happy veterans day, everybody. Related. That was Related. yesterday, um, <laughs> and also uh, last. Yeah, it'll month. be like last month yeah. <laughs> or two months ago. Um. So yeah. So so NaNoWriMo is is like the the whole concept of it for me was just absolutely petrifying because the um the most that I've written of like the last five stories, um I don't even think cracked fifty thousand. The the fall was the biggest story that I wrote in the last two years, and um. And it took me probably a year and a half to. You write did. It. You started it when I was still at Woods. Yeah, I mean, and it was that was long, almost two years ago. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. 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 I, I mean, I I mean, I started all five stories right around the same time, just so that I could get sample chapters out to people and kind of find like a flavor for each of the stories. But at the end, the fall was a huge, huge journey for me because it was one of the more important events of the the entire series. So I wanted to make sure that I took the time to tell it right and. I do kind of have that old school way of, of writing. I, I write in a notebook before I transfer to a computer. With NaNoWriMo, I knew that I couldn't do that. I couldn't self-edit myself or anything like that. So everything that you see on the page that like I, I, I mean, you you have access to the page. The, yeah, the, the stuff. which is I'm going to start reading next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so everything that I write on that is completely done on the computer. It's like the first time that I've ever done a full story on the, on the computer, like as is the, um, the other benefit that I have, I'm typically not too much of a, a plotter. I'm a pantser. I kind of write just from the seat of my pants. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this story in particular, heart of the forest, um, I already had like four years worth of notes written on it because it's, it's, basically the novelization of a game, Mm -hmm. the first game that we were planning on making. Um, And it was supposed to be that I was going to write the novelization after the game was put together, but the the story itself has kind of taken on a life all its own. And I'm excited for this one. Obviously, because yeah, it's, yeah. it's steel tip, but and this is like the one where I think we said I'm kind of kind of co-author by just re. Was it this one or something else? Because it was originally it was the Alliance trilogy that we were going to do, and then I said let's sample whatever story you're working on. Uh, yeah, something like that. So this is the one where I've, now because you turned it into like this, um, uh, you, you're doing it for your the writing month. It's going to be one that I just give a lot of notes on. Yeah, uh, and maybe not co-author, but just. And I don't even know notes. how many notes you're going to be able to give on it because it's going to be like oh. That happened. 
Okay, that happened. Yeah, I mean, generally when I read your stuff, uh, I mean, if it has something to do with like Steel Tip or the Ippia side of things, mm. that's where I have the most interest because like I, I like to help shape that area, that yeah. little area of, of Which tellus. means you should pay attention to the fall. <laughs> yeah, well, and I and I, uh, I haven't read it yet. Yeah. But, but it's but you know what? It's one of those things where uh, even though he's a very important character, even in in uh, Steel Tip's life. Uh, it doesn't, what ha- you could, I mean, aside from killing him, <laughs> there's really not much that you can do to affect the story that I already have planned for him. With Icarus. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, with Steel Tip's story in, in Heart of the Forest, um, it's, it's kind of, see, the problem is he, he kind of starts off in the very similar kind of mentality that he has in the Bindings of Fate. Like there's, it, it doesn't look like I dumbed him down enough for him to, mm-hmm. You know, he at this point, I imagine he's 17, 18, something like that. Uh, yeah, he's definitely he's under twenty. Yeah, and I'm not sure that I really got that across because, um, you know, he's not as brash as maybe I should have written him. I'd venture to actually that he's probably eighteen-ish because yeah. I know that the the story that I'm supposed to be working on for the the writing month is um is, is his first year as like kind of taking up a a, a a hero role yeah and he does that as a as a teenager as a 15 year old uh and he makes plenty of mistakes between 15 and and 18 and i venture to say that he you know the the story that that uh that comes after that the king's blood trilogy uh, which, <laughs> speaking of Telus history and and Crossroads, is a train wreck of original novel. Oh yeah, uh, I mean that uh, he at one point jumped over a sixty foot. Wall. I think it was forty. 40 we'll go with forty. Uh, we'll dial it back just a bit. We'll make it a little bit more realistic. Uh, and uh, that was when I realized that Steel Tip was actually the Green Ranger. <laughs> and um, that's like that story. I'm excited to get into because it is taking a 300 page novel, maybe 400 page novel that I originally wrote, and expanding it into three novels. Yeah, but that all takes find place. It easy though, because you've learned so much as a person. Uh, yeah, first off, exactly. Um, and then, I mean, even though you haven't done that much fiction over those 15 years or whatever, you uh, you've definitely written enough to find a more yeah. powerful voice. And and I consider like, see, I uh, I consider myself more of a storyteller than writer. That's the same way. I so, myself so like all my notes on any of the stories I have, like even if it's an outline form, like it tells the story, I just need to flesh it out. So I like my stories written. I just need to, you know, put in the meat and potatoes mm-hmm. and some of the fluff. Yep. Uh, and, um, it will be it will be interesting. I can't wait to get, get into that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I was I was going on some other tangent. Oh, uh, that the King's Blood trilogy. He's he's eighteen. So I'd imagine by the time Heart of the Forest is probably just a couple weeks after that. Yeah. So he's still probably eighteen at, at best. Yeah, I don't want to spoil too much about it. Um, but but I will say that um, um, it it definitely has like opened my eyes to things that I didn't think were going to be in the game that mm-hmm. like just kind of showed up and made sense. Um. I usually hate what I write. Like while I'm writing it, I hate it. Like I just I despise myself. Self-loathing is a very powerful motivator. Well, and <laughs> and that's also I think uh, one of the most important tools as a creative person is is being able to sit down and say that was garbage. Because yeah. um, right around the time when you know, kind of going back in the past a little bit, when you started writing the not I guess maybe the world tell us or this character bio that kind of I think morphed that's what morphed into tell us mm-hmm. um, was at that time we were already wrestling and that was my thing that was my creative like I I I said I was gonna write and I did I mean I did write a novel at one point in my life it's dog shit and it was never published um, 
but I also was more into wrestling at the time and that was my creative outlet. And that's where I, I mean, there was writing going on that with that and stuff. Um, and I am, and will always be whenever I watch any of my matches. Well, now in hindsight, now as a 31 year old, I can watch some of those matches and say that they were good. Uh, and, and, kind of congratulate myself but every single match i had whether it was bad or good i would sit there and say that was the worst match of my life yeah as soon as i'm done writing a sentence i hate myself for it and it's like i want to absolve myself of my sin like uh like silas the uh the albino from <laughs> you are filthy and unclean um but then you know i give myself like the the two month wait or whatever and look back at it and i'm actually not too disappointed with it after that i i do realize that things need to improve and i think that for the most part after 15 years i'm constantly improving um well there's you're not a good writer if at some point you just are the status quo like every like in 20 years you should your writing should still be improving yes yeah uh, I, I think at the end of my life unless i start you know devolving into you know some kind of catatonic state things should continue to do better and better um but yeah i, I mean i i can still see it like i can see like comparing i mean the original comparison was bindings of fate to crossroads and it was just like laughable how bad uh, it it is laughable the the old one, but that's when I mean, uh, Bindings of Fate you have published. Were you at Woods yet when it was published? Or no, uh, it was before. before. So, I, I published two books. No, it was one book before. I know as Darkness Falls was at Woods because yeah. I remember helping with the the cover on that. Um, but uh, Bindings of Fate. So you were still like in your like mid to late twenties. I would say twenty. We'll say it was five years ago. So I was twenty seven. Yeah. So so that is ten. To maybe just under ten years after you published Crossroads, I mean, you published Crossroads as a teenager. I think I don't think you I, hit twenty yet. I, no, I, I definitely. It was before twenty because I published it before uh, we were out of high school. Yeah. So, um, so that's some like, teacher somewhere has like the original copy. Yeah. I the, like, and the, I want I want to like find her, like the original, like steal the, the printed copy, or like the you wrote it, printed it. And, and like manuscript form, manuscript form. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm jealous of you because your stuff didn't ever get published. No, no <laughs> I mean, money was paid out for it, which was such an asinine way to do publishing. As it, we were, yeah, yeah. Teenagers. Well, that that company still exists. Really? Yeah, and they still like they bait the crap out of people. Like I've seen other people, like some of the people who, who I, I couldn't possibly remember their names anyway, but some of the people who we've done promos for, mm. um, I've seen the emblem of the uh, uh, the, the publishing house. I think they've it changed It was First Books, now yeah. it's Author House. Okay. okay. Um, and every time I see it, like I just like, my soul does a face palm. It's, it's <laughs> amazing that that method still works today because we live in the world of literally self-publishing. Yeah, like it, it doesn't, it doesn't really stick in my head where someone says, I'm going to spend $700 to get a shitty cover made um, and like an editor who just makes sure that like spell check went through three times without, because the, I mean like the editors for author house and stuff like that, they don't care. No. Yeah. They didn't um, edit the story. They just checked grammar and punctuation. Yeah, if that. I, I mean, it, it's, it's nice to know that some, jerk off can make money off of people like that um and i mean you and me both you know fell victim to that yeah mythology um but uh yeah i, I would not recommend that to anyone in no, a world where amazon exists yeah because because even if you can get away spending 
at most a couple hundred dollars for your cover. Mm -hmm. And you can, I mean, it may not be the greatest story at that point, but you can self-edit. You can, you don't have to pay. Like, I know you, you have a professional editor, uh, and you know, you, you don't, you don't cheap out when you pay, you know, as far as your editing is concerned. Or the covers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I spend a decent amount, especially considering there's so little payoff. But you know what? I think, and, and, the way I look at, um, you know, the way you have to look at like writing or even podcasting or, uh, you know, I'm more so like I want to write a movie. Like that's my thing. Mm-hmm. I just need to like get over whatever is holding me back from doing it. But like you need to do it in the mindset of you're not going to make money. Like this oh, yeah, is just yeah. for. Yeah, it's never been about money. Yeah. If it was, I would have quit a long, long, yeah, long time. It's just time about ago. sharing your story. And even, you know, you have that small audience that you want to grow and you want to find ways to grow it. But like, even if it's always going to be that small group of a hundred people or two hundred people or whatever it is, like it's that's a cool, nice little family. Yeah, and I mean, you know, what? it's like a passive income anyway. It's like a nice surprise at the end of every month when like thirty extra bucks rolls yeah. in. Um, and and I do see the people who it's affected. You know, like there's people who who leave reviews and everything, and mm-hmm. they make you feel really good at the end of the day. There's people who leave really really nasty reviews. Who? Uh, <laughs> Why did he go to the bathroom, guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the reviews that I remember reading saying, come on, what I, book have you read? That I they love about that it? review. That that review originally when I read it actually like really hurt my feelings and made, made me sad and everything. And, uh, and and I think that there's two ways that you can you can come back from that. You Well, two, two ways that you can respond to that. One, you don't come back and it's just like, wow, people are mean. And two is you just laugh at them because the idea that someone found objection with characters in my book not being shown not like it's explicitly stated like i never said by the way these guys never went to the bathroom it was just all right well i've never seen chaos creek and pee so he has a wiener that does not produce urine so <laughs> that is such a weird critique uh, i think i'm going to take that under advisement and that's going to be someone's magic power <laughs> I don't have to pee. I teleport the urine directly out of my body, sometimes into other people's mouths. I would advise against. <laughs> against. I'm sure that somebody somewhere has a golden shower fantasy where they don't have to pee. I would definitely not put that in uh, Tell Us Legends. It will not be canon. Right? It'll yeah. be fan fiction that I'll write under the, the <laughs> pseudonym Penelope... Honey wagon. <laughs> there you go. I like it. I like it. So, uh, so the bio for uh, Baldur's Gate Two leads into the world of Tellist, mm-hmm. uh, starting with Crossroads, mm-hmm. which was was Valley of the Mist part of Crossroads. Yes, Valley of the Mist now is going to evolve into its own story. I think the, it's kind of like. Um, I'm, I'm going to make a novella out of it, I think, mm. the same way that, like, mage porn and everything was kind of mm. like a precursor to seeing what Adelia was. That's going to be, like, Chaos's intro story. Um, and then, yeah, and then, so then those stories all kind of evolved into the ones that we have now with the cool snazzy covers and everything. Yeah, and the, the does Leo do all, all the covers? Leo has done every cover except for... The cover for Becoming a Man, um, Nace Flaws. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and that's never been released in paperback. Um, the story itself is going to be first released in paperback, hopefully next month, with uh, The Tales of Tales Volume 1. Um, and then people will probably have to wait like a year or two before Heart of the Forest is, uh, is actually like available to, 
to really get down to like the meat and potatoes where it's been edited properly. Um, if you if you go onto Patreon and you I think you pledge more than three dollars a month or three dollars a month or more, um, you get access to all of the chapters, but in their unedited form. So, but I don't really think they're that bad. Um, no, I mean, and I haven't read it yet, but like reading uh, the short story, uh, can we name it? Name drop it now. Heart of the Forest. No, 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 no. the the one that is, deals with the comic. Oh, um, Keeper of the Void. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. So, so Keeper of the Void uh, is, I imagine, an unedited short story. Uh, yeah, Nace is actually editing it like currently. Yeah, I mean, and it's like reading that because you sent it to me back in September. Mm. Uh, so, and like, I think it's probably been edited by me since then. So, like, it's a it's good. Like, I liked everything about it. Like, I I think you're at a place now where like even in your raw form, it's I mean, it may be a little bloaty. Um, the one like the one thing that I always have in just a mental comment in my head is like you uh, use word like you're very wordy. Like you, you like to use I'm verbose. You like to use like uh, bigger words mm-hmm. and stuff, which is fine. Like there's a there's a place for that. I'm not that guy. When I write, I'm not that guy. I like to write in a specific everyone every author is different. There, yeah, there's some kind of like forced eloquence when I talk. Mm-hmm. In fact, even when I talk, mm-hmm. I, I think it's because like one informs the other. Um, I would say I don't notice it in your in your actual like right now. I don't notice it. Yeah. And or or when we're having but how many other people are like eloquence? That That's freaking yeah. you know. But see, but I, it's, I, it's happened in reality between us so much that you don't pick no, up. No, I only pick up on it when I'm reading it. And I see where they're like. Now I gotta go fucking look up at this word in a dictionary because I am like I'm English dumb. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I I still remember granite versus granted. <laughs> that's my favorite. Like that's the story that I tell to everybody. Like man, Kev's gone a long way. <laughs> that was circa like uh, like the the days of, of Crossroads and and Kingswood the book. Uh-huh. Um. So 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 yeah, you're writing in this rawest form is is I think good now. Like yeah, it's, and, and I think that's why this year was like a good year to kind of start NaNoWriMo mm. because I'm, I'm doing everything on the computer. There is no, no, no inner editor that's coming out and saying like, all right, I'll just pick that up. I'll go back. I'll erase. You know, it's just, I, I very rarely will erase anything on this. Um, and so, it's gone from two pages written a day to maybe sometimes five or six. So do you think in the future you're, you're going to go this route? So here's what I'm, what I'm planning on doing. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't want to say that Heart of the Forest is a story that's not nearer or dearer to my heart than the ones that I've I've previously written, but because I knew that it was based on a game, it wasn't as... I didn't feel like I needed to bring the same passion that I had. Now, here's the problem. Since writing this, it's become such an, an, an interesting journey that I'm... I'm becoming very protective of it and everything. Um, so I don't really think that I can ever take a look at something like that and mm-hmm. say... You know, I I don't care about this as much as this. It's just I have to convince myself to let go a little bit with this type of writing. What I think I'm going to do is I'm going to compartmentalize the way I write. I think I'm going to try and make sure that at least one chapter a week gets done like this. And then once that chapter is is met, I'm going to put the computer away or typing on the computer away and then bring out the notebooks again because there's two... I'm going to tell two stories at a time in the notebooks. There's the big, long stories like um, like Bindings of Fate and As Darkness Falls and The Enemy Within. And that's been 
three years since I've written any of that. So that the yeah, you've that been I'm, in like uh, novella. Yeah, very novella uh, happy, yeah. and I, and I think the novellas have been good because that short form writing um, has been you know, an important kind of step to learn well, and what it, to cut. And, and it to... keeps you on your toes too. Cause you're, you're kind of, you're telling, I mean, it's all the same voice, but there are different stories with different flavors. Yeah. And so different protagonists. Yeah. Like the, the child of the stars trilogy is very male dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to make sure that like the, the female characters are all interesting and well-written and, um, and more realistic than just damsel in distress and stuff like that. But I don't think it was until, stories like Mageborn and Awake that those voices really came across and you can tell that there's a different flavor because before that it was all Chaos Creek and show, you know, like yeah, there yeah. was, and there it's an ensemble. It always is. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, when you're reading a Batman comic, he's got his sidekicks and everything, yeah. but they're sidekicks. Yeah, yeah. So chaos was always the focus and it's kind of nice to get away, away from that. And I think that even in the future, even though chaos is going to feature a lot again, it's going to be an everybody kind of show. It's it's uh, interesting you say that because like I have the, the, the benefit to not writing for the last 15 years writing stories is that I have a lot of stories that I want to tell in the world to tell us that evolve around steel tip and, and recently have gone beyond him. And like to the point where like, I look forward to just writing all the steel tip stuff up to the point where I kill him off so that I can focus on some of the other characters. And you know what? Like that actually is like a part, like that's, that's a journey in my mind that I've got to for chaos at one point too, because at at one point I think that was like, I was so exhausted with him because he is like the goody, the goody two shoes boy scout kind of character. Um, and I wanted to change. So like the only thing that I could think of was kill him. But obviously, I've taken sideways steps and backwards steps yeah. and everything like that. Um, and, and I actually, I just found a uh, in my Telus folder an interesting story that we had talked about that was like kind of the precursor to to Keeper of the Void and and um, the comic that that we're writing that that kind of explains like the um, I, I don't know again I don't know what we can spoil the the, the and I can edit this. Yeah, out just, just say whatever, uh, and then I'll tell you no. But uh, that kind of explains like the different universes, the shards of Telus that um, you know where you have the book world, and the, and eventually we'll have the comic world, and yeah. we'll eventually we'll have the um, video game world, where they're not all part of the same canon, the Telus Legends canon. Yeah. Whereas, uh, so so originally we had, and I called it Project Collapse, uh, but I have like a three-page treatment on a graphic novel. That yeah, because we had talked about this. Yes, yes, and it, it, it involves uh, a, a similar character um, that that this story that we now are telling uh, uh, has, and I won't give it away because I don't because that I know is not public knowledge. Yeah, um, not for a couple weeks. Anyway. But uh, the the um, it was an interesting story because it, it played off the fact. Let's do. Uh, I guess it was all three novels as as graphic novels. Yeah, we were going to do, or it was going to be one of each, right? It, it was, was going to be, it was going to be like, the uh, same story told three ways. No, it was going to be bindings of fate as darkness falls oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, enemy within, uh, as graphic novels, maybe with a little bit, little twist here and there, but nothing too noticeable so that they seem like just graphic novel versions of the novels. And then something and sh- then, like strange was going to happen. And then the in end. project collapse, which would have been another graphic novel, uh, that was like a way off sequel to just the world of Telus, where like we see our heroes of, of Draconis in like their elder years. 
And uh, it was it's just it's an interesting read that I that I uh, I do want to Yeah, I wouldn't discard that. I, like that's something that like even if I take bits of it and put it in like the canon still like there's things in there that I really like like imper- like people impersonating other people that I'm like that's a good story element that I'm going to use for for the novel. That was an interesting <laughs> disappearance of 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 static. The buzz went away. <laughs> oh, it's back. It's back. I love you static. I wonder if uh <laughs> if there's no static on the recording and people are like, huh? Yeah. Which reminds me, at the end, we have to leave a nice 10 second of silence. Why do we do that? So that I can edit the noise out. Oh, okay. Um, real quick, since we're we're on Telus, we're heavy on Telus, I do want to spoil a little bit from Heart of the Forest. <gasps> yeah. Just a tiny little His bit. stars Steel Tip. Who is me? <laughs> and, and, and regarding Steel Tip... There is a he dies. Yeah. There is <laughs> a May next September romance in the air. Edit out. Um so uh, you 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 haven't heard of the the term uh May September romance? That's when like a a, a younger person I shook my head no by the way. That's all right. That's all right. I I think they they assume that you didn't know because you didn't answer. Um a May September romance is when a younger person ends up uh getting with an older person. And uh, this person, let's just say, for Steel Tip is much, much older. Interesting, but <laughs> legal because he's eighteen. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, there's uh, there there's definitely some evolutions to the to the story that I didn't expect to see. Um, you know, it was very bare bones in the original like treatment that I did for the game because with a game, game, yeah, I mean, with a game, you 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 have to kind of stay like between the lines with a story like this where it was a bigger kind of form. I knew that I could, you know, paint outside the lines and do my, so, so the big difference between, um, the, the game and the books was in the game. Uh, the, the suspicion was that the character was always going to be alone. Um, you know, that like he was going to face the odds because that's what you do in Contra. You fought 5,000 bad guys with, with three lives. And when every one shot killed you for, for heart of the force, the game, it was going to be steel tip against a countless horde of enemies. Um, a little bit of story interspersed in between, but that doesn't make for good novels. No. So I made sure that he had, uh, interesting companions along on the ride. And, um, and sometimes that doesn't end well. So sometimes it ends with, uh, with magical herpes or death. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, I guess one leads to the other, but sometimes, um, I don't know how death leads to herpes though, especially magical. Well, it depends on who's doing who getting herpes when <laughs> I, I see what you're saying i see what you're spitting yeah. out there. Yeah, there there there's a little tweaks there's little tweaks here and there between the video game story and the real story um so uh you know for the sake of being discreet i'm not going to tell like what kind of stuff happens but um, oh i'll read it and i'll tweet it <laughs> oh, i'll read it um but actually uh I mean, let's, we can talk real quick. I mean, you said I was crushing it. Um, like I said, in a year and a half, it, it, I didn't even crank out 50,000 words and I'm 12 days in. Is today the 12th? Today is the 12th. So, so in 12 days in, I've written 26,000 words. Yeah. And I know uh, it was uh, on the 10th, maybe, maybe it was yesterday, the 11th, uh, that you, you tweeted out or, or put it on Facebook that you were uh, at 25, that you are at the halfway point. Yep. Less than I think it was ten days in. I think it was on the tenth. So you were ten days in, and you were halfway point, which I think is utterly amazing. Because like 
me, I'm someone that just took three months. I looked at my notes. We started talking about this comic book at the end of July, so I took like two and a half months to write 22 pages of a comic book. You know what it is, too? It's If I hadn't finished something, I would be petrified to finish something. Mm-hmm. You know, it, part of part of the, the writer's journey, I think, is the first time, and I mean, you have finished one, but it's been so long yes. that... It's almost like starting. It's it, you're a virgin again. Yeah, you're yeah. you're a virgin as I'm far a, I'm as an author virgin. Yes. writer virgin. You're whatever. <laughs> um, well, no, we'll we'll say a writer virgin because as an author, you're a storyteller and you're always storytelling. Um, but uh, you know, once once you kind of get in that groove where you can see that you can finish a story, um, it really it gets easier every time. Um, you you can see other people on the NaNoWriMo and you can see like how long they've done it, and you you can kind of see. Everyone who who has started NaNoWriMo and kind of failed like one or two times, you can see as soon as they succeed, there's no failing after that. Like that first time that they hit 50,000 words, yeah. just something clicked in their head and they were able to do it. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm not sure that, uh, that this is going to be the way that I go forward with all my stuff um, forever, but I definitely am going to add it to like my my tool set mm-hmm. um, because I want to make sure that people can get on board and get like a new story, a new part of the story every week. And like, so they, that's like, I'm a, of the mindset of like, I like to, I'm like you, I like to write, like I like to use a pen or pen or paper or a pencil and write and write the uh, story. And then, but like the, I think it's for me, it's the, the essence of time where it's like, I think it just makes more sense to just type it on the computer. Yeah. And then, and because like that's what I did with the comic. The comic was purely written in final draft. Um, and because I looked at, I approached the comic as a script versus like a, a an actual book or, yeah. or something. Um, so so and and for that, like for scripts, my mind goes to computer instantly. Um, but yeah, I think I, I now that that's finished, like I'm so on board for like because like there's a character in in the comic book that like is in my world that I want to like that gets introduced in this short story at one point and he's just he's sprinkled in throughout all my stories and like that interestingly enough is more interesting to me than steel tip is at this point um because for me steel tip has been around and the story that needs to be written has been around for 15 years yeah so, so it's, like it's like a story that's just kind of stagnant in my mind i think that was why like bindings of fate and as darkness falls and the enemy within took so long for me to kind of get out to people because it was a story i'd already told um you know the the original three stories besides crossroads the, the the other two they didn't get out in front of people but i had written those stories before so it was just kind of learning how to retell them with the new voice that i had yeah, um, and and that, that, that I'm excited to do that, and then like because you're doing your tales to tell us, which hopefully for volume two, I guess at this point the the Christmas stories that I've written mm-hmm. are going to get in there because I have again that's another thing that I put off to the side. I mean, I would imagine but, you got like two years to get those stories prepared. Oh yeah, well I mean the the, the one's going to be finished for this Christmas for for real, and then uh, I'm last year I said I was going to get Christmas and then um, uh, Christmas in July for uh, for tell us mm-hmm. uh, get and then knock out that little mini trilogy. Uh, so that's this year's goal is that, you know, story two will be posted at Christmas time. And then story three will be posted at Christmas in July for Tellist. They'll end up being bundled in the next tales of yeah. Tellist. And then I have for the Ippias side of things, uh, I have like the tales, the tales of Ippias. I, mm-hmm. I forget the official name. I think it's the, the heroes of Ippias, uh, villains of Ippias and heroes and villains of Ippias. Like I have, there's so many short story ideas that I have that I'm more interested in, but I need, I think, just as a, um, 
just as uh, no, I don't want to say personal. Goal. I don't. I don't know the word, but I need to get Steel Tip's story out there first because he is such an important character in the world of Talos. Like he's he's the the central peg, and like all the other kind of strings kind of go off from him. Yeah, like th- for me, I've always looked at Chaos as the the driving force to tell us, and then steel tip being like the second in command if you will or uh, like he's the same i i would say like the big three are him chaos steel tip and christopher yeah um and so so for me i need to get him out there um i think uh, what i want to do now at this point because i've been just staring at this folder and i just want to because we've been talking about writing from from back in the day and this isn't king's blood this isn't the original king's blood uh what it is is do you remember like i guess this was before myspace like live, live journal, journal? Oh, and god. dead journal i remember dead journal oh my god so jen i okay i remember why i saved these all right kids we're going to cut it short right there and continue our conversation with mike d'angelo next week uh but for now make sure you go to tellus.com check out everything he has to offer right there everything from his books to blog posts to art to uh, you know, promoting other works of art, other fiction uh, books that he that that fit into the world of Tellist, and uh, make sure you follow him on Twitter at Tellist on Twitter.com. Follow this show on Twitter at That Entertains, and it, please, please, please make sure you go to iTunes or wherever you subscribe for us. But go to iTunes, please, and leave us a five-star review and uh all that helps on itunes when you subscribe and when you leave a review to help more people see our show and for us to get more listeners and it's just kind of more people that listen the more people that leave reviews it's a nice little cycle that ensures a future for everything is awesome where we can do live shows and get bigger and badder guests on this show not that our guests so far haven't been big and bad but we want to get as many guests on this show as possible so make sure you do that. Follow me on Twitter at HHWST. And until next time, you're listening to Everything is Awesome right here on awesomepodcast.com.